This is Pursuing Wholeness. And we're glad that you chose to join us. Um, hopefully, you're having a good day um, wherever you are, whenever you're listening to this. We thank you for being a listener. Um, if you are coming for the first time or if you are listening like a repeat listener, we ask that you would um, subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Also, Especially if you've been helped by this and you've been listening for a while, please consider going on Apple Podcasts and rating and reviewing this podcast. Your feedback will help tremendously. And by you reviewing, you actually help to um, expose the podcast to more people, you know, like you who might like this podcast. And we would greatly appreciate that. Yeah, we want to get this out. We want to feel like we're not just talking to ourselves because we can't do that without <laughs> right a without microphone. Recording. Yeah. So we would love if others would join in on this conversation. Let us know we're not by ourselves out here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We'd love to to know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we would. We would. We're, we're, we're grateful. We are grateful. Sorry, I'm slurring my words. We're grateful for you. Um, but you know, don't, don't hoard the podcast to yourself now. We're going to need you to kind of share it on out there a bit. Um, yeah, so share it too. So in, in, in addition to rating and reviewing, please take the time to just click a, click a button, um, and, and share it with somebody. Ooh, this podcast was interesting to me, you know, and just share it with them. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, just real easy. Just take a couple of seconds. You know yeah, the I mean? other day I actually um, texted a group of folks, my um, my mom, my sisters, about a podcast that I listened to recently. I will, you know, go ahead and shout it out. It's by Janice Anderson. I think it's the Significant Life podcast. Yeah, I think so. And um, it was good. I listened to a couple of episodes. Um, well, there were two out at the time, and I listened to both of them. I listened to one of them twice because I just it just hit me so hard. So. I wanted to share it with some other women that I love and thought that they might appreciate it. And so I hope you'll do the same with our podcast. Just share with someone you think might appreciate it or who might um, be encouraged by the perspective that we bring. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And even just some more food for thought on that whole on this on this whole thing with sharing the podcast, even listening to podcasts, um, you know. You know, what are you feeding yourself with? What are you listening to all the time? And the reason why I ask you that is because whatever it is that you listen to a lot, whatever you expose yourself to a lot, it kind of like tends to kind of like guide or move you in that direction. Mm -hmm. You know, so, you know, just even think about it that way. You know, you hear people kind of talking about things, you know, regarding wholeness and where you you wanting to get to not saying that we're experts or anything you know far from it but my point more so is you're feeding this on the inside of you so you're actually able to more so head in that direction and you could be listening to something else that's not going to edify you that's talking about something totally different but the main thing i'm saying is 
whatever it is that you listen to all the time, it actually shapes you. It really does. That is so true. I know sometimes it's kind of hard once you listen to things a lot to remember where you, it's like stuff just kind of becomes a part of you. Mm -hmm. And so I think that, you know, with that, you just want to be very careful about what you listen to because, Mm -hmm. I mean, it'll be part of the way you think about things. It it gets in your psyche. Mm -hmm. But I hope that what we talk about, I hope that our conversations are ones that do encourage you and do help you to um, think broadly about your life and to be encouraged and excited and Mm -hmm. um, look forward to things. And we're always looking for podcasts that do that for us. Um, So... I will say if you know of other podcasts that are just good, wholesome podcasts where people are talking about living life and enjoying life and doing their best to make the most out of life, please, please put it in the comments or email us if you have our information. Because I would love to hear what you're listening to mm-hmm. and because um, that will help me to expand my way of thinking about things. And so. Right. Right. Yeah. If you if you. um have some information to share we're on instagram and our tag is um at pursuing wholeness podcast and same thing on facebook at pursuing wholeness podcast so so yeah we we look for that you know we look for those kind of comments from you guys um you know we try not to be on social media for a lot of the other nonsense that's on there but whenever we see messages you know we really do pay attention to those because that's what's actually important on there Mm-hmm. You know, connecting so. with people for real, for real, right? For real, not just <laughs> wait, anyway, anyway, you know, that's not the subject of this podcast, for real, not for fake. But anyway, <laughs> I know, a little corny, a little corny, <laughs> but um, so we are here today. We, Sean and I, are just kind of trying to think, okay, so what are we going to talk about today? And it's funny because we kept like coming up with different possible topics, and then as we talk about it a little bit, we realized we were talking about the same thing. Mm-hmm. It just kept kind of coming in in different angles. So here we are. We'll figure out what the title is going to be at some point. But um, so what we wanted to talk about today is just um, a desire for real life, for real, real stuff. Mm-hmm. I think, um, it, it like I said, we, we were approaching this a lot of different ways, but I think the main point is that in 2021 it's really hard to like have real authentic experiences everything's so carefully curated to create a certain environment Mm -hmm. um they're like lists and recommendations of what you should do in every situation to where you're really not living your own experience but you're living an experience that someone else has tailored for you Mm -hmm. um and even we were listening to well you were listening to and i was just kind of Hearing things here and there with the um, what's those guys? Some uh, secrets secrets to success success podcast with um, Dr. Eric Thomas and his crew. Yeah, CJ Jamal and um, Carl. Yep. So we were Sean was listening to them, and I was you know here and there, and they were talking about vision. Um, Who was that? CJ, who's talking about your own vision, or the Jamal? I don't know. It might have been Jamal. Jamal. He was like saying that. Talking real passionate and stuff. Yeah. yeah it was Jamal. He was like, you know, we, we a lot of times will say, this is my vision. This is what I want out of life. But it's not really what we want, but it's what somebody else has. And we decided we want that too. So it's like, we have even forgotten how to 
come up with our own ideas of what we want in life because we can go on social media and see images of all kinds of people's wishes and desires and what they're doing. And instead of us coming from inside to think, what do I want? We kind of go in the catalog and say, hmm, oh, I like the way so-and-so is living. I want that life. Mm -hmm. And so we, we often are just like not having those organic experiences. Mm -hmm. So that's what we wanted to talk about. I know um, one thing, so I, you know, it was the Secrets to Success podcast, and then there was this little off chance thing where my two-year-old was messing around on one of my phones, and she she got to Stitcher and just was messing with stuff, and she pulled up Travel with Rich Steves, which is on my podcast listening list. And um, Rick was talking with, he was kind of introducing a travel writer, and he was just talking about how travel writers help you to experience a place. They kind of draw you in and make you want to go to the place. But he said that the the art of travel writing has changed over the past 20, 30 years or so. And now, whereas before, the travel writers would talk about the people and the places and the authentic natural experiences that happen there and what you can see and do when you go. Mm-hmm. Now, they say travel writing is more about the hot places to visit. You need to go to this restaurant and you need to go to this nightclub or this this um shopping area and everything's like very curated and just um it's all like kind of a, a flashy thing like I want to go to the cool place I want to go this instead of going to the the back alleys where you might get grandma cooking some bait thing that you can get off of her cart mm-hmm. or um going into communities and actually you know talking with people who live there instead of like just going and being like a tourist Mm -hmm. which is something that I've always kind of like I don't want to be a tourist um so he was talking about that and I just thought it's just another example of how in today's world we are more so focused on the outward flashy cool experience something that's insta worthy that we can do a selfie with and say oh I was at the Louvre Mm -hmm. I was at the the Eiffel Tower but you're not really like experiencing the culture. Right. Right. Oh, go ahead. What are you about to say? Well, I was going to say, I'm, I'm, I don't think this podcast is just about travel and all that. Cause I haven't done that enough, but really it's just kind of getting at like the, how, how life is in general these days. Right. 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 Yeah. When, when Veronica was talking about that stuff before, before we started to record, I was thinking about, the interesting phenomenon that's developed over the past however long smartphones have been a thing, maybe since but like the mid two thousand two thousands, I don't know. After we, we, we got can't. after we got out of college, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's like in this household we we can't try to talk about when smartphones became big because we sure wasn't. Yeah, we weren't on the cutting edge. I got mine in two thousand twelve or thirteen. Mm-hmm. It was twelve because when we went to uh, the Bahamas. Right, and I got mine in, well, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Sean still doesn't have one. Yeah, I still don't And have I'm not one. mad at him. I, I sometimes wish I could throw mine out, but mm-hmm. um, I just don't want that phone, <laughs> that bootleg phone you got. Yeah, I agree, because I, I ain't going to lie, y'all. The phone that I have now is a Nokia, and um, 
Yes, it's a Nokia. It's like a step above the ones that we all had in high school. Right. And I can't, if I, whenever I get a text message, like for example, one, whenever it's from a lot of, if it's a message that was sent to a lot of people, including me, I get the message directly from the person. I'm not on the thread with everybody. The same thing when I send one out. I, I, it only it sends several individual messages out, and I can't I can't stand it. And that's how my phone was before I got um my first smartphone. That's how it was. It oh, did really? The same thing. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I used to have to do all these weird things. Just ask my friends Brooke and Kendrick. Oh, I guess I can remember. We had. Like that. That's why we ended up with a group me because I couldn't group text. Oh, yeah. And then another thing my phone does is that. Whenever I receive a message from somebody, it actually, the time on that message is actually three hours prior. <laughs> exactly three hours prior. So you're like it. on West Coast time. Yeah, right, exactly. So I don't know. I don't really understand that. But but anyway, that's not that's beyond the subject of this podcast. <laughs> um, but anyhow, um, so what were we talking about? What were we talking about? Oh, I um, guess you were talking oh, yeah, about yeah, the yeah, advent yeah. of smartphones. Yeah, so in in and um, specifically, the phenomenon that I was talking about is the phenomenon of seeing, you know, masses of people at concerts. And the main thing that's being done is the recording of the concert with one's phone. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, you know, I, I I get it on one hand, you know, you want to capture, you know, some experience and say that you were there. But at the same time, though, it's like, so you usually go, one, you usually go to a concert to, because you like this artist or this comedian, whoever it is you're going to see. And so you want to go and experience them in person, but you're looking at them, you're kind of distracted because you're more busy recording them. Two... I always kind of wonder how much are we going to like actually go back and look at this footage? Yeah, you. It's not even good footage, right? It's not. It's not. <laughs> it's dark. It's loud, and all you hear is like ah, you can't really hear the voice of the um the artist. Right, you can't necessarily hear them, and it's like, will you ever look at that in its entirety? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. You know, but it's again one of those things that we feel like we have to do because it's so easy to do it. You know. Um, to kind of like document it and it's maybe more so so that I don't know um I mean so that we can tell people we were there um but it takes away from the experience it's like again I get like documenting to kind of show like over time you know like this is where I was here and there and whatever but it takes away from the real experience mm-hmm. so it's like what's the point what you know it kind of gets to the point where it's like what what can you actually really thoroughly experience because there was a time mm-hmm. before phone smartphones where you know you didn't record stuff if you went i don't know if you went to the beach you just went to the beach mm-hmm. you didn't go and like here i am well you know holding the phone above your head and showing the you know which again i get it but like i think that a lot of times and i i feel in my own self whenever we go places we're automatically thinking about what can i what can I capture? Mm-hmm. You know, instead of like, okay, I'm Being here. Fully present there. Right. You know? Yeah, it's it's that's very 
That's a very good point. And I know a lot of times back in the day, I wouldn't take pictures when I was out doing things or when I was at an event or with family or whatever. I just wouldn't take pictures because it takes so much for me to keep up with taking pictures that I am missing the experience. Mm -hmm. And so there was a time where I just wasn't taking pictures anymore. There was a time where I was taking a whole lot of pictures and it was cool. Then I don't know if it was like a sign or something, but I had saved all the pictures on my laptop and then the hard drive crashed. That was devastating. <laughs> it was dev. I had all these pictures from like family reunions and oh, I just remember I was like sad because I had all my little cousins, they were all babies and now they're, I was sure how long ago that was. These cousins that were toddling around, now they've all like graduated high school. Mm. But um, but yeah, I remember this being so devastated. But um, that's kind of beside the point. Mm. But I, I don't know if that was like, yes, yeah, you need to stop doing all these pictures. Mm. But um, pictures are nice, and it is wonderful to have those memories. But I do wonder what is doing to us as people to have so many pictures of everything. I, I wonder mm-hmm. like if it could have a negative impact on our mental health. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think about um, like what it would be like to be an older person and to look back at all the pictures of you being young and healthy and having your kids, babies and all that. Like if that could even be like disheartening, like, man, life was good back then. Mm. kids were young and all you know i don't know i don't know if you Mm -hmm. if it could cause like a sense of regret like man i wish that i was back there Mm. you know you know seeing your babies and now they're grown if that could be too much i don't know Mm. i mean not not that um i mean we've had this for several decades now where you can have pictures of your kids as they're younger and stuff but this wasn't like a hundred years ago it wasn't as common Mm mm-hmm it just wasn't. So people managed to enjoy life and to have good memories without taking pictures and having a million pictures of everything. And so I think that sometimes we think, oh, things are better now because mm-hmm. I have th- these pictures, I have this technology, but that perhaps we don't realize how, like, even, you know, these days, like, oh, I'm going to go to. Timbuktu, what am I going to do? I'm going to Google it. You go on your Google and you go see all the top 10 spots or whatever. And then, okay, when I get there, I'm going to go here, 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 and here. But back in the day, people would like, I mean, I'm talking like I know. Hmm. But <laughs> I assume that they would like have to do a little more work to find out where the good places were. They might have to talk to people there. Or they might have to find journals of people and read them and see where they went and what they did. But now everything is just here, you know, at a swipe of a screen. You can know, you know, top, I mean, literally, TripAdvisor will say top 10 restaurants, top 10 hotels, top 10 this and that. And we just know what to do. Mm. So it's just kind of, I mean, it's cool. But at the same time, I think it's it's kind of taking away our sense of adventure. Like, we we don't feel as inclined to explore and even to make mistakes and say, man, I went to a restaurant that wasn't that good. Or I, I bought a thing that I didn't really like that much. Because it's like we always look for the five-star reviews and 
all that. We're going to do all that before we get something. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm definitely one who does that. But at the same time, I just feel like, man, like we we do so much vetting and achieving of a, perf- a perfect kind of experience that, I don't know, it's just mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. about it feels weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's like all of this, Um, how do I say it? All of this prescribed experiences like I don't know I guess I'm, I have what I want to say in my mind but it's hard to communicate it you know like you say we don't really want to venture outside of we ultimately don't venture much outside of what anybody anybody else does because we kind of like have the when we're talking about travel that is mm-hmm. we pretty much just kind of have the experience of the masses Right. Or whatever, which you know, which again, you know, like for example, if you go on Yelp or TripAdvisor or whatever, you know, you kind of see <clears throat> what's the top this and that. You know, it matter you can go there and be like, "Yep, it was that good, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> it was that good." It's like you don't really explore it as much yourself, right? And it is valuable, but then the thing I thought about is, you know, like what, like just like you said earlier, what about if there's that place in the cut, you know? that people don't really know about. I mean, people kind of know about, but chances are it's probably going to be, it's going to be on the list. It's going to be in the list. But then what happens is, was that somebody was talking about this on some show, I think on NPR before I want to say like where you have that phenomenon where this place becomes, I guess, uh, what do you say? Really popular or whatever. Yeah. And then it gets swamped and then it kind of changes the whole experience. Yeah. That's something I really, I wonder about. I mean, I'm, I'm not as world travel as I would like to be, but I, I, oh yeah, it was, um, Italy or something like that. I don't know. It was, I think it was a place in Italy where people were glad about the shutdowns in a sense because it kept all these tourists out and they were actually able to oh. enjoy their their, own their home like themselves instead of it being like filled with tourists mm-hmm. and um I, I thought about that when i was um i'm very nostalgic if if y'all don't know mm-hmm. but i was watching um this kid show i can't remember what it's called but it's about the little boy who um he he he's like a, a water a sea monster but oh. when he goes in and out of the water then he turns into a boy and that's all of those sea monsters when they come out the water they turn to people but um i was we were watching that and it's like set in some mountains in italy and um is it italy i think it's italy but it's just like it's really beautiful looking interesting place i was like, oh man i would love to visit there one day and then it just hit me like man like how do they feel where it's like this is just our home and y'all all coming from around the world coming to see our place like we just want to be able to go outside and get some fish from the fish vendor or buy some bread from the bakery but we have to like navigate y'all now <laughs> and I, I i i think that's interesting but that's like a whole another topic yeah but um but yeah i do think we do risk that you know where things that had a quaint you know, sweet little presence that becomes now a tourist spot and um, we overrun it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. You know, <clears throat> I guess when we talk about um, real stuff, I can't help but also think about um, 
you know, food, health yeah, kind of stuff. Because, dude, I don't know. And they, I could be getting into controversial territory here, but, I mean, you know, we're just going to go into it because I talk about it anyway as a personal trainer and a health and fitness writer and whatnot. Um, well, and this might be interesting, but let, let, let's talk about um, a dish that um, we all, most of us know and love, macaroni and cheese. So, like, the reason why I mention macaroni and cheese is because, um, so there are levels to it. So you have, like, the pie, which is, like, in my opinion, and I'm sure my wife's opinion, like, the true macaroni and cheese. You know, I never call it a pie, but I, I know right. what you're talking me about. Right, me either. I don't usually, but I know that I've heard it called that. But but anyway, but then you, you go, that's on one side of the spectrum. And then on the way on the other side of the spectrum, you have like the true imposter, which is like box macaroni and cheese, which is fun. It's fun as a kid. Yeah, especially when you make it yourself as a kid. Mm-hmm. But I, and I remember, I remember that too. But like literally, <laughs> you go in and you have the box that has the little thin noodles, and you have cheese powder. Yeah, it's not, it's like it's so many different layers of wrong. <laughs> it's it's not even real cheese to begin with. Well, mm-hmm. later I think Kraft started saying with real cheese. Right when you gotta <laughs> say with real cheese, <laughs> what have we been eating all this time? Yeah, yeah, and then it doesn't necessarily mean that it's all real cheese. It's just there's <laughs> real cheese in there, in there. Mm-hmm. so you got this this thing that's not even like liquidy, like it's not even like a cheese sauce. It's a dehydrated cheese sauce mm-hmm. that you have to rehydrate. So that's a problem. Mm-hmm. But go ahead. <laughs> so like that's on the other side of the spectrum, and it just makes me think about how we so often settle for this this fake food experience you know but and we you know and we just settle for something just because of the taste well it doesn't even really taste as good as the the other thing but it's a quick way to get something that is kind of like it but it's still not real like it's technically not even real food Mm -hmm. but the sad thing about it is that it's it destroys it ultimately kind of harms the body it harms the body, you know, and there's so many different things like that. Like all of these foods that have these carefully crafted textures, carefully crafted colors, um, you know, so that you'll have a certain kind of experience. But it's not even really I'm trying to think of another example of, of, of like a, 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 a very common example of like some sort of kind of fake food i mean it really is a lot of yeah there's a lot i do want to say though that we can't act like the regular the real macaroni and cheese don't harm the body yeah so i think it ain't really nutritious it's so yeah so don't don't get us wrong (laughs) like people be like oh i could eat mac and cheese i you know i'm always i'm i'm the guy who's always gonna be like so i'm not gonna i'm never gonna say macaroni and cheese like real macaroni and cheese is healthy but I'm always like, if you're going to do it, of course, do it in true moderation. But then also do something that's actually real, at least. Mm-hmm. Because when. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just 
because when you do it, when you do it and it's fake, and when it comes from like fake stuff, then you're taking the harm to a whole nother level. Like you're putting everything that you're putting in your body from that fake stuff is just like your body's like, what is this? Yeah, it's like I I, I don't recognize this from mm-hmm. nature at all. At all, I don't know what to do. Allow- Even the the mac and cheese in the box, the color of it is almost like yeah. fluorescent, almost. Yeah, it's a very fl- very yellow. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's like it doesn't even really look real, but you know. You know, I mean, they lured us all in with the, those commercials and everything mm-hmm. as kids, man. The dinosaur. I don't know if anybody really eats those anymore, but I mean, y'all might. Some of y'all might. I ain't gonna judge, but yeah. Um, I know. Like, did you see that uh, meme where somebody had um emptied out a whole bunch of the Michelinas macaroni and cheese into a pan and talking about you know my dish for Thanksgiving is done or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, no. Yeah, especially not Michelinas, man. I don't. I'm not familiar with that. We see this sometimes, little TV dinners. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not Michelin. I mean, no, no shade to Michelina, but there are some other TV dinners that if I had to eat them, I'll eat those. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we did. We had a lot of Michelinas actually. It might not have been that bad. I don't know. We ain't get a whole lot anyway. Ain't gonna, ain't gonna go too far on that. So I even say this too. So I actually talked about this in my um, health and fitness podcast, Give Me Five, um, which, by the way, you know, check it out if you haven't. Give Me Five Health Podcast. If you if you Google that, you'll find it. But anyhow, promotion. Yeah, you know, I mean, come <laughs> I on now. Playing. I mean, this is the place. So. Yeah, um, but I talked about coffee in one of my recent um, episodes, and I was kind of talking about how, you know. Um, these days people actually are talking about how coffee actually does have some benefits, mm-hmm. antioxidants and, and, um, and different things like that. And it actually kind of helps some of the things like with the caffeine actually helps to keep your colon healthy and, and different things like that. But anyhow, the point that I was making is that a lot of times, a lot of where the problem comes from with coffee is one, like when people are very, very dependent on the caffeine, like drinking several cups a day. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it can be problematic for the heart, but then, two, you know, what in the world are you putting in the stuff? Right. What what you putting in it? You know, so like, look. So I I know I know the powder I know the powdered creamer with all the different flavors. You know, be making it taste or the liquid one too, or even yeah, or the liquid ones be making it taste pretty good. But like, but what is that stuff? It don't even taste good though. Like yeah. it used, it, it used to taste good to me. But then I don't know what happened. One day I was able to taste the chemicals in it. Mm-hmm. Like it tastes like this bitter chemical taste. And I, I even had some the other day to see if it was still there, and it's still there. Cause somebody had it. The office they mm-hmm. had like a whole assortment. They got all kinds of flavors now. And I was like, well, I'm going to just try this. And it just ruined the coffee. Mm-hmm. Because it just had that bitter chemical taste to it. Yeah, the thing is, again, it's like, it's not the real thing. You know, cream, you know, like milk or something like that. Like real milk. You know, and I'm not saying that well, you need to be doing all the dairy. I mean, we, we, um, you know, we use, we t- typically use like organic half and half. Um, yeah, we ain't gonna even pretend like that's right. <laughs> Not trying to say like that's healthy or anything like that. But the main thing is that it's real. 
we were doing almond milk for a yeah, while. Yeah, we were. Then we got my mom came and we 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 treated her to some real cream and we we had a hard time going back. Right, we had a hard time. I remember <laughs> hearing my mother in law enjoying that cup, and I was like, "Yeah, she's right. This stuff is good. <laughs> it just kind of like warms your soul and kind of holds you." Yeah, it's good, but um, um but the point is that it's real. But that stuff, mm-hmm. look, I challenge you. You know, I ain't trying to bust you or nothing, but I challenge you if you have some of that other stuff that came from the shelf, take that take that stuff and turn it around and look at the ingredients list. Mm-hmm. You'd be surprised. They get they got better than what they used to be, but it's still like what is this? Yeah, milk solids and and artificial uh sweeteners and just all kind of stuff and it's all all these things, you know, and, and, and things that like for textures and whatnot. All this stuff to kind of come across and make something that's kind of like a milk. Mm-hmm. You know, like why you got to go through and add like, you know, 10, 15 ingredients to make a a milk like product with it. You know, it's like. Yeah, because I mean, there's I mean, there's nowadays there's creamers that use real dairy or even almond milk and other things that have real natural flavors. Right. In right. So they, it is available. It's a little more expensive, but I think a lot of times we go for cheap because we say, well, I don't have money for that. But I remember um, a class a schoolmate of ours, Chris Brown, he he did a poem, I think, about how, um, I think he did. I know he did a poem about like Whole Foods versus um, fast foods, I think. But I want to think there's something in there that said that if we don't pay for it now, we're going to pay for it later. Because yep. you're going to pay for the doctor's bills and the, the medications and all that. And I think, sometimes I think, um, this is just like a random thought, but... A lot of us now, we don't even realize what kind of bills we're going to be incurring in the future. And I think about that because, like, our grandparents, they might have had diabetes and high blood pressure, but a lot of them might have been considered low income, you know. And so they get government Mm. subsidized health care. But a lot of us might be higher income and all of those supports are kind of going away to an extent. So we might be like, man, like when we see what it really costs when you have <laughs> diabetes and high blood pressure and when, what the real costs are of being in the nursing home for long term. Mm. So I think that that's something that we got to be mindful of that even the, the fact we don't even see how how detrimental stuff can be because the people who came before us, they might have. I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm saying this. I just I just don't even know sometimes because there's a lot of things as an attorney that we help people plan for. And I'm like, why didn't it get our older people? But I think a lot of it is just because their income threshold was lower. And so their assets weren't as at as much risk. I'm kind of going too deep in some stuff. But basically just we, we just don't know the impacts that these decisions we're making now can have in the future. Right. Um, one thing I wanted to say about coffee, you know, we have a creamer aspect, but then going to this whole real versus fake thing, you can get those Keurigs. They have any flavor profile you want to have. Mm. I haven't tried a good one yet. I might not. I just might not have been trying them enough, but I'd be like, "Ooh, this gonna be good." And he drink, you be like, "Uh, uh-uh, it's not." Like getting putting all of the flavor in a little cup, yeah, it's little just cup. not gonna be the same as going to a, a, a coffee shop and then putting the little syrups and stuff in there. But mm-hmm. we we're so hooked on these experiences. Ooh, Dunkin' Donuts flavored uh, coffee and 
um, ooh, you can get, you know, Starbucks drinks at the store. Like everything that used to be special is now right. just like something you can go get at the store. Oh, they got PF chains. <laughs> uh, you know, whatever that, whatever I used to like there. Is it the Mongolian beef or chicken? Something. But you can just get it in the frozen section at the grocery store. Everything mm-hmm. that used to be special. Mm-hmm. You can just get it in the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like everything is like that these days where you don't have to go and get the experience. You can like have the pseudo experience at home. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like we're we're missing out on so much by getting these easy, quick, you know, right at your fingertips experiences that you used to have to work hard for. Right. And, f- and for cheap. <laughs> and it's cheap. It's dirt cheap. And, you know, it's like the thing is like you feel like it's uh, it's more accessible and like you say, you can get this now too. You know, you whatever. I mean, you can get it and you can you can warm it up real quick in your house and have it. But it's cheap and and it is not it is not the same thing. It's mm-hmm. not as good. And it's going to cause you problems if you if you continue to consume whatever that stuff is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know, man. I was also kind of thinking about and I don't know if you um I don't necessarily I'm not trying to necessarily divert us too much off of that subject with food and whatnot cuz it's a huge one, but I was even kind of thinking about back in the day with shoes and all that kind of stuff like mm-hmm. where you have like the name brand shoes versus like the ones that you get from like Kmart or Walmart yeah, or something like that. Yeah. You know, the ones and you know the they, the Nike's or whatever, <clears throat> you know, have real technology and all that kind of stuff behind them. To kind of make them comfortable and good for particular sports. <laughs> Whereas some other shoes, they be having like the hard plastic on the inside. Mm-hmm. It's like a bubble. It looks like it's the air bubble, like the like the like the Air Maxes, for example. But then you hear that you you feel that thing, and it's like hard as like a table, you know. And um, it's not comfortable. <laughs> and them things would be them things would be uh. They'll definitely be like destroyed within like you know. Yeah, they ain't gonna hold together. It's it's not the same thing, and it probably destroys your joints, mm-hmm. you know. But like, it's cheaper. It's more accessible. It kind of looks like the whole the other thing, and it kind of doesn't. Too. I don't know who who does that because mm-hmm. uh, they were at the store, so that must mean there was some demand for them because mm-hmm. they just kept different ones coming. But you would have gotten <laughs> beat. Mm-hmm. In my high school, when you <laughs> you just might as well go get you some cats. Well, cats are expensive. You might as well go get you some just some white tennis shoes that don't have a name on them. Mm-hmm. Instead of coming in with some knockoff Jordans, that was <laughs> that was like you might as well just go. On. <laughs> that was like perpetrating that's what we called it and that mm-hmm. was like the cardinal sin like if mm-hmm. anything i would want to not perpetrate <laughs> mm-hmm. just put me on a white t-shirt and some jeans don't let me perpetrate <laughs> yeah don't don't give me something that's supposed to be like something else or whatever it's mm-hmm. like and you know you know good and well it ain't even close like when fubu was cool but people used to get the poo-boo <laughs> <laughs> that instead of it being like the f and the b it was like a p where the b crossed over the b <laughs> and they try to make it look like it was a cutoff fail. <laughs> Why? <laughs> why, man? And we knew some folks who had. I ain't gonna go on folks, but yeah, it's like why you do that? What yeah. is poo boo? <laughs> like, I don't even get it. Yeah, and the thing, yeah, you get that stuff from the flea market. 
Right, exactly. You know, or 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 the uh, when when I would go get my hair cut at a barbershop and then, you know, the dude come in peddling, you know, fake DVDs and all that kind of stuff. You know, you you know, you catch yourself getting um, you know, getting one of them DVDs and you see, you know, folks in the movie theater <laughs> <laughs> in the movie theater kinda of moving around like, you know, sitting down, you know, see the shadow then kinda of moving past the camera. You can see the whole screen. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like and the lights on the sides, like why? It's like, dude, hey, hey, I got I got that new I got that new such and such. Hey man, that's out that's out in the theaters right now. You know, and hey, I, I wonder got how it. they do that because they didn't have smartphones. So, but they backed it with a big old camcorder. Yeah, I don't know how they did that stuff. You know, it sounds terrible. But, dude, man, you know, even that, you know, I mean, I know folks out there hustling and, you know, whatever. But, you know, ain't nothing like the real thing to go to a movie that actually shows the way that it was supposed to and you get the full, real experience. You know, that's the main thing, man. It's like there is a value in having a real experience sometimes, you know. Mm-hmm. And we talk about it here because we believe it's an aspect of wholeness, like really fully living. Right, right. You know. Yeah, and like just living life authentically. It, it reminds me of an article I read the other day about how social media is so detrimental to us because it gives us a false dose of dopamine. Dopamine is like the happy drug that our body produces naturally. And we get it every time somebody likes a post or comments on our picture and says we look cute. And it's like we're getting it so easily and so quickly that it becomes an overload. Whereas mm-hmm. before you had to work hard to get dopamine doses, you had to form relationships, you had to get somebody to give you a real in-person compliment, you had to go and meet people that you enjoyed talking to. Now you have you can get it quick, 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 quick. And it's actually causing us to overdose on it. And then while we're overdosing on it, our bodies are not producing enough of it naturally. So then if we don't get those stimuluses or stimuli, then Mm. we don't have enough dopamine. And it's like, that's what we're doing when we're creating these quick experiences. We're not getting natural mood boosters, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. That's real good. So, yeah. Let you know. Let's be real, y'all. Mm-hmm. Ain't nothing like the real thing, baby. I just wanted to do that before yeah. we're done. Yeah, <laughs> Peace, y'all. All right. Yeah. Pursuing wholeness is a back to basics health and wholeness podcast with theme music produced by Life on 